The Money Show. Shapeshifters. So often South Africans will go to Bryce or sit on social media and talk about the lack of opportunity and will say that there is just no space for new ideas in South Africa. And some, like Elon Musk, go out into the big bad world and find their groove and become the richest person in the world. Some, however, look at the gaps that are evident in a society and they say, hold on a second. What is everybody else missing? Can we create something brand new? Can we do something differently? Can we take an idea um, and really drive a wedge into a sector and disrupt that sector and make a lot of money out of it? Well, one such business is Capitech. It is 20 years old this year. It was founded in the year 2001 in the midst of a bank's crisis, which was precipitated, if memory serves exactly the order, but there were a bunch of microlender failures. Unifa was owned by APSA, was one of them. They called it Lucifer in those days. Uh, and then Sabo itself collapsed, and then BOE collapsed, and Nedbank bought BOE, and then there was a run on deposits at Nedbank, and Old Mutual stepped into the breach and uh, bought Nedbank and recapitalized it and Trevor Manuel as the finance minister got into the groove there and then said look we'll guarantee deposits please stop panicking everybody and everyone calmed down by which time the regulator the registrar of banks made virtually everybody who had a banking license back in those days and there were lots give them up Imperial had a bank and lots of people had banks Uh, one of the banks that survived though was Capitec. And one of the people that was there at the start of Capitec is today's chief executive, is Harry Furi. And he's been in the bank since the very, very beginning and been CEO at the group since 2013, 2014, which makes him a seven, eight-year veteran of leadership within Capitec. Harry Furi, welcome to The Money Show this evening. Um, I kind of think that's a fair summary of disruption in a time of absolute abject chaos. Yeah, good evening, Bruce. Uh, yeah, we always don't see it as disruption. We actually see it as just satisfying the client needs or understanding the, the needs. But you're right. Uh, we got together in 2000 and then uh, we were starting to work our business at our business plan. We spent about nine months on it. And, you know, we had a specific plan. And then 2001, the crisis uh, um, happened. Uh, we we thought it would be quite easy to get a bank license. You just apply at the Reserve Bank and you get a bank license. And they said no. We were fortunate that PSG had two bank licenses. Uh, they bought the old uh, business bank. And we actually listed in that period. And our, we listed at, uh, I think, Turan. And I think we ended that evening at about 60, 70 cents. So, yeah, it was interesting times. Now, the the original group, there was a guy called Michiel LaRue, the founder. There was a guy called Rian Stassen who, select, who, who succeeded Michiel. Um, there was you um, there at, at the very beginning. Um, who had the banking experience out of that group? Well, uh, Michiel was um, the CEO for uh, a period of Bullion Bank and I think also BOE. And Rian followed him up when uh, he retired. So we were quite fortunate. Uh, the interesting story is um, Carl Fisher was our head of marketing and all four of us were coming out of liquor. And I think that helped us because we really understand the market. We spent quite a lot of time in townships uh, understanding uh, the basic needs of, 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 of people. And when we managed to get over uh, Rian, um, he brought across um, six people from Bolan Bank, and they all had a banking experience. So Andre de Plessica and Christian van Skalkweit came 
uh, Chris came. Um, so we brought quite a lot of banking experience from um, over when, when the Bullen bank team actually came across. Uh, and I think that was a big milestone to be able to get very good people with experience. And I think we all had the same ambition as to to build something unique. Um, it's interesting. We never thought about disrupting the, the banking sector. It was more about um, we saw a lot of things that you could just do much better. Uh, and I think the, the two words that comes out, uh, banking was extremely complex. Uh, it wasn't transparent. It wasn't simplified. And that's actually basically what we built on is just to simplify banking and make it transparent so people can understand what is happening in their financial lives. Where did that original idea come from? I mean, was this something that Michiel Leroux uh, dreamed up in the bath one day? Or where, where did the original concept come from to say, hold on a second, there are 10 million people in the country who the big banks say are unbankable. Um, they are unbanked and unbankable. We think we can help them bank. Where did that concept originate? Yeah, I think it's a, it's interesting. Um, you know, who needs to get the uh, accolades for for our starting and, and capitec? I think it's a combination. You had PSG, Animaton, that was prepared to give us money. I think it was about two hundred and fifty million. Um, so that it gave us starting capital. Michiel definitely had the, the the idea, and he put the team together. And I think then Ryan was brilliant in executing strategy and formulating strategy. Uh, but yeah, I think if we come to the idea of, of Capitec and, and providing uh, banking in a simplistic and transparent manner, uh, I think that credit is going to fulfill. And this notion of never hiring industry experts, um, it's one of, I don't know if there's a rule book. Um, RMB's got a rule book in one of their boardrooms. It's the, the RMB rule book, and you open it up, and there's nothing written on any of the pages. I don't know if you've got a similar rule book, or it's just part of what's in the DNA of Capitec. But one of those, apparently, is you just don't hire industry experts yeah well, you know when when we started uh you know and we still see ourselves as a retailer not as a bank um yes there's a lot of responsibilities from a risk perspective but you need to think as a retailer you know um so we wanted to get uh people with retail and real client experience um so you know if we were looking for people for our branches for our call centers uh and operational side um, we were looking for retailers and, and people with different, that looks completely different. So uh, especially in the first, I would say, 15 years, we were very strong on not uh, on hiring uh, uh, banking people. Uh, I think in the IT space, there was a couple of people that brought over because you need those skills. Uh, but it was a mindset, you know, it's a mindset that we had is, is, is really to focus on the client and make certain that we're understanding and and everything that you you do, you think completely different. You you're trying to be innovative. You're trying to be um, just delivering on on the needs. And I think a simple example I've mentioned it many times. Um, I still don't understand why banking is only open from eight thirty to yeah. to three thirty or four o'clock. Uh, we started immediately and said you need to trade eight to five, and it wasn't very long where we said. You need to try it retail hours till seven, and I think it was two thousand seven, two thousand eight. The first branch was open till ten at, uh, at night. And I still remember uh, because I was managing the, managing the operational side, and I've got questions. But are we going to work twenty four hours? I said, if the clients needs it, we will work twenty twenty four hours. But we'll have to figure it out. Um, I think you know those days. You had those massive security barrier glasses and you couldn't actually speak to the consultant. And we just said we have to break it out and we need to 
um, take cash out of the branches um, so that you can have personal contact. So it's it's more than mindset. It's that mindset of of innovation and, and differentiation, and and that's still very strong today. Is that we everything we try and do? You know, when we launch funeral, um, I said we need to be thirty percent. There must be a thirty percent differentiator in the market, and and we really spend seven eight months to go out and say, but how do you differentiate, and how are you completely different? Uh, so that's a big focus for us is, is that whole innovation drive and 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 be different. Almost more important than what you do do is what you decide to not do. Um, and it, it sounds like a slightly obtuse question, but you can go to almost any bank and they'll give you any one of a hundred products on a list of uh, products with a price list. You've gone, um, actually, no, we're not giving you a hundred options. We're giving you five options or 10 options, whatever it might be. Here they are. Um, and uh, take it or leave it. And you, you're being quite uncompromising in that approach, in that, uh, that, that deadly accurate focusy, focus on simplicity. Yeah, I think, you know, what we did differently is that, you know, um, all the other banks, you can have savings accounts and there's probably 12, 15 savings accounts and it's fairly complex to understand what is the differences. But we, what we've done in those days and we still today is that you've got Global One in the moment, you've got Global One, you've got access to credit, you've got access to savings, you've got access to transact uh, and insure. And then we went to go and say, in those four basic needs of the clients, we went and say, but... What is those core products um, that the client needs? And, and we're focusing on those segments on two or three products and we make certain that our consultants understand it, the whole Capitec understands it, that we can sell it properly and we can make certain that the client fully understands it. Um, so there's, there's always that tremendous focus is to make certain that uh, rather do a few things, um, two or three or four things, but do it well uh, instead of doing trying to satisfy all the needs um, of people. I think it's a, uh, you know, we were today in a, in a digital uh, meeting and I said at one stage to the team, guys, we're not focusing. We're not, we're not looking at those two or three things that are really making a difference. So, yeah, I think focus is a very strong uh, area in cabinet. We're talking to the chief executive of Capitec. His name is Harry Furi. He's been there since the start. The secrets of what makes Capitec tick. When he took over, I think it was trading at about 200 rand a share. Now 1,800 rand a share is Capitec. Branch network has grown. Staff complement has grown. Pa- uh, passenger, I was going to call them passengers. No, their retail customer numbers have grown exponentially. It's a great South African success story. More with Harry Furi in a moment. FSP. The Money Show. Shapeshifters. Gary Furey, Chief Executive at Capitec. How do you keep growing, Gary? Uh, I mean, I mentioned you went from 200 Rand when you took over from Real Stassen to 1,800 Rand now. Back then, I think you had 8,000 staff. You had 600 branches. I think you've got 13,000 staff and about 800 branches now. Um, and 17 million customers at last count, give or take. Um, but it, it, it's an extraordinary growth story. And you've got no ambition whatsoever to fall into the trap of so many other South African companies, and that's to globalize. Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's, it's interesting, and I've said it a couple of times, we never talk in our exco meetings or board meetings, we talk about the share price or I call it outputs. Um, 
it's more about the inputs. Um, you know, what do we need to do to deliver on the Capitec brand? Um, so that whole focus is 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 on it. Uh, we have hours and hours of conversations on on the client needs. What is the changing patterns? Uh, what is going to happen in 2025? Uh, what is going to happen 23 uh, 2030? Um, so it's uh, I think it's more a mindset. Um, it's also a culture that we're creating in in, in the company, um, and that's the culture of of CEO. Um, because when we were starting getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You want that small company entrepreneurial spirit, uh, spirit to stay. Um, and that's where we said, is how do we make certain that we've got that culture? And uh, we came up with CEO. And the C stands for uh, client, the E for energy, and the O for owner, ownership. Uh, and, you know, that if you really go and look at a small business, it, it really goes about the client. You need to have tremendous energy in your own uh, business. And you need to take ownership. You need to make the calls. You, make, you need to make decisions. Um, and we encourage our people to make uh, decisions. I always say, make decisions. Uh, just uh, if, it's, if it's wrong, we'll go and correct it. And the other important thing is, if you've made a decision, just give me two or three very good reasons why you've made it. Then I'm happy. Uh, because... You learn out of your mistakes. Uh, mistake. So it's that culture of of CEO and let your people go and 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 experiment. Uh, I think that that drives our success. What is it about the environment in which you operate that makes Capitec work as effectively as it does? When you look at the value that has been added by Capitec in terms of shareholder value, the growth that we've seen, it's clearly a business that was in the right place at the right time and continues to provide a critical service. What is it about this environment that makes Capitec work? Well, I think it's that uh, combination. You know, if I look at um, our, um, our strategy currently, uh, and I'm talking broad, is um, there's clients that want a branch uh, and they want to sit with that consultant and they want to understand that product. Um, and for me, that is extremely important that our branch people are well-trained and that they really can uh, be, uh, they know the product and they can really convey the message uh, and make certain that people understand a global one because that's that word of mouth uh, uh, um, that you're getting. Then there's the digital offer where you've basically got the bank in your in your, in your your pocket. Um, so the people that doesn't want to go to the branch, uh, you can basically do anything on, 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 on your digital platform. But if you want to, if you've got a problem and you want to have that personal service, um, then then that's available. You know, that's why we've got 840 branches. And then, you know, the client engagement side, because as client, as uh, people are not going into branches, you need to be able to con- engage with that client and you need to be able to say to them, uh, we're seeing you drawing cash. i rather use uh, a card or you're, I'd rather use something else. Um, so... It's that combination of those three areas. But I think the most important, you know, you can think about a lot of things, but um, the most important is your people. You know, we've got 15,000 people that's working for us and they need to believe in what you're doing and they need to understand what you're doing because at the end of the day, it goes, you know, everyone can formulate a strategy, but it's actually how do you implement that strategy? And implementation of the strategy goes about your um, lowest people really understand what they need to do to be able to execute that strategy. And I think that's a very strong point of Capitec, the fact that we we formulate strategy, we make it very crystal clear, and then we make certain that it's executed at the at, at all levels. Um, so it's a com- combination of things that's, that's making us successful. 
How different is Cape Tech to what you envisaged when you started out? Is it a fundamentally different beast to what you anticipated or and dreamt it might be? Uh, well, I always joke and say, you know, when we wrote our business plan um, and we go back to it, you know, if you look at the uh, fundamentals, it's basically exactly the same. Because we sat in and we spent hours and say, what is our fundamentals? And we said it's affordability, accessibility, simplicity, and personal service. Uh, and even today, uh, whatever we do, um, we uh, go back to any decision. We go and make certain that those fundamentals are, 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 are followed. Um, I think the only thing we got wrong is we thought we we're going to have 2 million clients. And I, I still remember Rian somewhere said, let's go for 5 million clients. And I thought he's crazy. Now we're sitting with 17 million clients. Um, but, you know, you didn't foresee that you will be, everything will be on an app uh, or a big portion. You, we've got close to 9 million clients on, on our app. Uh, you, know, you didn't foresee that. But it, it actually comes back to accessibility because the fundamental is accessibility. You need to make banking accessibility, and that's where the app falls in. So if you go and look at our business plan of 2000, it's it's basically about the same business plan. I think just the, the technology has changed quite a lot, uh, and the tools that you can work with has changed a lot, but those four fundamentals have stayed exactly the same. Gary Free, thank you for chatting. In uh, 2019, he was voted by his peers in the business community at the Sunday Times uh, Business Times uh, uh, Companies Awards as the Business Leader of the Year. Thai family was there, very proud of Harry Furi and what has been achieved at Capitec, part of the original crew at Capitec and the third chief executive so far.